footsteps behind you as you enter the woods. Night draws back its cape. Light illumines your path. Open your eyes. Listen. Welcome to Dark Softly Tales. Dark stories for dark hearts. I'm Mav Sky. Good evening and welcome to your nightmares. And to your favorite horror storytelling podcast, Dark Softly Tales. This is your host, Mav. Years ago, when I lived in deep south Texas, my house became a magnet for lost and stray things, whether it be animals or people. There were so many stray animals, I can't even tell you, that were just wandering out there in the hot heat. And when they would show up to my house, I would give them water or food or whatever it is that they needed. And then the animal would be on their way or I would find a no-kill shelter to drop them off at. I ended up keeping two dogs. One was a yellow lab that I named Hagsy. And at the time, I had been considering starting up a magazine. I wanted to call it Hagsfly Magazine. Yes, Hags as in Hags. The lab puppy was one ugly dog. She just was. She was a happy dog and very hyper, but she was so ugly. So in the spur of the moment, I called her Hagsy. And the name stuck. Another stray I ended up keeping was a Rhodesian Ridgeback that my daughter and I named Charlie. And he ended up being the love of my life in the world of dogs. I just freaking adored Charlie. And Ridgebacks are now my absolute favorite breed, along with Australian Shepherds. I really like Aussies. But anyway, to get back to the story. One evening, I was out walking Hagsy. And it had been a really hot day, and the sun was going down. It was finally a little bit cooler. And as I came to the end of the street, I saw something out of the corner of my eye. I turned, and it was this elderly gentleman whizzing down the road in an electric chair. He controlled the chair with what looked like a joystick, and he was dressed in a really nice black suit. He was pale as a ghost, and his hair was just slicked back over his skull. Like, it actually looked like a skull. So basically, he is exactly what I described, or what you'll hear in the story later on tonight. There was massive potholes in this road, and it was like his chair was hovering over the street, somehow dodging all these potholes. He turned and gave me this really toothy grin as he speeded on by, and I tell you what, I just had chills going up and down my arms. For some reason, I felt compelled to follow him, curious where he was going, so sure enough, he ended up going to the graveyard, which makes sense. I had realized it was close to the Day of the Dead, and he was paying his respects. I remember seeing his silhouette near a grave, and his head turned and looked at me, and I immediately turned and booked it back home. Anyway, that night, I was trying to sleep, and I couldn't get this dude out of my head, and the situation had felt so eerie, and I thought, there has to be a story here. So, Crypt Curiosity is what I wrote. So, yes, we're taking a little stroll to the graveyard tonight. If you see a hole in the ground, about six feet deep, please don't look inside it. In fact, I suggest you turn around and run. But seriously, there's nothing to worry about. The spirit of my old lab Hagsy is here with us tonight. 
There is nothing to be afraid of. Is there? Take my hand and hang on tight as we journey into the dark softly. Crypt Curiosity Written and narrated by Mavsky The elderly gent rode an electric chair against the looming October sky. He steered with a device that looked like a joystick from an old video game. Thinning black hair slicked over a pale and wrinkled face. Suit freshly pressed with the rosebud tucked into the front pocket. He grinned a toothy smile at me as he whizzed by. I wondered how his chair managed to roll, almost hover over the dips in the sun-baked road where chunks of pavement were missing. Then, I wondered where he was going. It was dusk. The cicadas still sang their songs, and flocks of blackbirds twittered ravenously in the trees. I had flicked the TV off and was out for an evening walk with my golden lab, Hagsy. When the old man was a block or so away, I began to follow. Not in a stalker-like way, but more out of curiosity. There was something strange about the fellow. More than his odd appearance, though I couldn't put my finger on it. I followed him for several blocks, winding in and out through the quiet streets of the small Texas town. The sun sank into the desert, showering brilliant bruises of purple through the fading sky. Hagsy, who was normally spunky and pulled on the leash, behaved herself unusually well. Houses spotted the streets less and less, and about the time the sun sank behind the horizon and the darkness began to rain, we arrived at the local graveyard. The wrought iron gate was closed and I assumed locked, but when the old man rolled his electric chair up to the gate, it creaked open. The wind was not blowing. I hadn't seen his hands move. The gate had opened on its own accord. A chill crept down my spine despite the evening heat. He rolled over the cobblestone path through the graves. I walked with Hagsy up to the fence and watched him wind his way around the graveyard. Colorful plastic flowers decorated each grave. It was part of the culture here to adorn the graves this way. Day of the Dead drew near. He circled a tall mesquite tree, its branches long and untrimmed. I couldn't see him anymore, but I heard the sound of his chair buzzing along. I hesitated. Should I go in? I had followed him this far out of curiosity. He was going to visit a grave, perhaps a relative or an old friend. I should leave him be. I turned to leave. Hagsy whined at my feet. She wanted to leave too. But still, there was something so odd about the fellow, and he hadn't been carrying plastic flowers. Why was he dressed up? Dressed to kill, I thought. And then I laughed to myself, inappropriate as it was, and thought dressed to die was more like it. I shooed the thought away and glanced at the dog prancing nervously at my feet. I had to know what he was up to. We're going in, girl. Stars dimly glimmered above us as we slunk through the opened gate. Hundreds of graves were strewn before us, stirring fear in my stomach. 
Perhaps I'd watch too many horror movies about the undead reaching from the graves. Or read too many ghost stories about spirits haunting the living. Off in the distance, I could still hear the buzz of the old gent's chair. So I ran down the pathway, hoping to catch up. Hagsy sauntered along beside me, although I had to pull her most of the way. When I couldn't hear his chair anymore, I slowed and continued to slink down the path. Several yards from where the path ended, I saw the dark silhouette of his chair and his head sitting atop as if it was a part of it. He held something long and skinny with a bowed tip at the bottom. A shovel. A high mound of dirt sat beside him. A hole. He had been digging a hole. Why in the world would a man in his condition be out in the evening digging? I crept behind a mesquite tree and peeked around to watch. He merely sat there as if in thought, holding his shovel off to the side. Hagsy began to whine. I tugged on her leash and she sat. And I looked back at him. He leaned over the side of his chair and very gently laid the shovel down. As he did this, I saw something shiny and silver flash in his lap. Something smaller than a shovel, and much, much sharper. My heartbeat picked up, and I stepped away from the tree, clutched a gravestone, and stood on tiptoe to see what it was. Right then, Hagsy barked and tugged on her leash. I ducked behind the tree again, grabbed Hagsy to me, and held her muzzle closed. I knew he was looking our way. What was in his lap? Why was he digging in the graveyard? Had he seen me? The questions kept flitting through my mind. He was harmless, right? Obviously, if he could walk, he wouldn't be in an electric chair. He was an old man. He couldn't hurt anybody. He couldn't hurt me. Could he? I bit my lip. Why was I even thinking this? It was ridiculous. I sneaked a look around the tree and found the old man focused on the hole again. I couldn't see the shiny thing in his lap. This whole thing was ridiculous. Why did I even follow him, and why was I hiding behind a tree? The graveyard was public property. I should have been able to do... He leaned forward, peering into the pit. Further. Further. He tipped over on his knees, and all I could see were the coattails of his suit jacket. I reached out beyond the tree as if to grab his coattails. Pull him back. Hagsy let out a single bark. Thump. His body hit the earth. He completely disappeared inside the pit. Hagsy yipped again and yanked on the leash. My hands went limp as I stood, staring at the empty electric chair. Hagsy ran full speed towards the gate, toward home, and left me. I wanted to go with her, forget about the old man. I wanted to forget that any of this had ever happened. But, wasn't there always a but? It would be wrong to leave an old, helpless man in the grave, if that's what that hole was. I stepped out from the tree, looked back at the wrought iron fence that loomed like bars to a cell. Perhaps I should go get help first. I turned back to the grave. But what if he needed me now? So many questions. No answers. I made up my mind, balled my hands into iron fists at my side, and slowly walked to the freshly dug grave. 
As I approached, I looked down at the shovel, shiny in the dim starlight. A dark substance covered the tip. It was probably mud or dirt, but it looked like neither. I could see the walls of the pit from where I stopped and stood. Black crumples of dirt fell inward, so deep that I couldn't see the bottom or the man. Finding my voice, I called out, Mister? Silence. I would have to peek inside. I wish Tagsy was still with me as I stepped closer. Closer. Dark shadows concealed the floor of the grave. I bent over the edge, but I didn't see a body. In fact, I couldn't see any. Hands reached up and grabbed at my blouse, yanking down. Startled, I fell to the ground. His hands gripped my arms and squeezed. I screamed, kicking into the dirt, trying to pull away from their grasp. The hands were so strong, stronger than I ever could have imagined. I bent my head and bit a finger as hard as I could. His grip loosened, and I reached out, feeling for something, anything to protect myself with. I kicked hard and heard a metallic clank. The shovel. I used my foot to pull it closer to me, and I snatched up that long handle. I tried to tug away my other arm, but he held fast to my wrist. And that is when I saw the knife jut out of the dark grave and the old man's pasty bony face behind it. I screamed and swung the shovel, knocking the knife out of his hand. This time, I was able to break free completely. I raised the shovel again and swung, hitting him dead in the face. He fell back into the grave. I jumped to my feet, clutching the shovel to my chest and peeked into the abyss. The moonlight had shifted so I could see one of his shiny shoes reflecting up from the grave. Had I killed him? Had I just killed a man? I groaned, panicked, looking at the mound of dirt. I knew what I was to do. I pushed the electric chair in on top of him. A slight hiss rose from the grave. I didn't know if it came from the man or the chair. I grabbed the shovel and began tossing in dirt from the pile, glancing around me as I did to make sure I was alone. Minutes ago, I had feared the graveyard. I had feared the graveyard when I should have feared myself. I was the monster in its depths. I was a murderer now. A murderer bearing what I had done. Afterwards, I stomped on the grave, making it just as smooth as the others. Then I dropped a shovel and ran. Ran past the houses with the bluish TV light, dimly flashing through tightly closed curtains. If the people had looked out their windows instead of watching their TVs, they would have seen me, the monster, the murderer, running down their street. I finally reached my home. My curtains were closed as tightly as all the others, except inside my house was dark. It was dark the way I felt inside of myself now. Hagsy stood at the back door, wagging her tail as if nothing had ever happened. Perhaps I could pretend nothing had ever happened too. I could go inside, turn on my TV and forget about all the darkness outside. But every time I close my eyes, I see those hands, those white hands reaching out of the grave and clutching me. I see his pasty face rising up behind the knife. And I know I will never forget. 
I lost my job, so I watch a lot of reality TV now. People selling junk for money, people dressing their daughters as princesses prancing upon the stage. The entire life of that one little girl is about how she looks to others. Is she pretty? Oh yes. Is there a smile on her face? Yes, it is a permanent fixture. Is she a real person on the inside? No, but she can pretend she is. And so can I. I can pretend. I can drink myself into oblivion. I don't ask questions anymore, only accept what I see. I try to stay awake during infomercials, but eventually my eyelids drop, and I see that old man's toothy grin as he whizzes by me on the street. I follow him all the way to the graveyard, and everything happens all over again, with one exception. He claws himself out of the grave and slices my throat while I sleep. Perhaps it would be better that way. I came to this tiny Texas town to forget the past, what I'd done. But instead, I did it again. Sure, it was self-defense, just like it was last time. And I know, like last time, no one would believe me. But maybe this time was different. Maybe I liked it. I liked the feeling of getting away with it. And that made me feel like a monster. The old man had created the monster inside of me. It would be only fitting for him to kill it, wouldn't it? Maybe that was why he was there in the first place. Only death knows true justice. Death had come in the disguise of an old man. It had come to bring out the darkness hidden inside. It had come to tempt me. And I took the bait. And I liked it. Who likes dark stories? People who have experienced a touch of the dark side. People who are a little wiser to the world. People who like their bones chilled and their spines tingled. People like you and me. It's hard to find a story these days that write on the dark side with a touch of whimsy, humor, and heart. Mavsky spreads her dark wings and solves this problem for you. Head on over to Amazon and type Mavsky's name into the search engine. M-A-V-S-K-Y-E. At Amazon, you'll find her Tales to Chill Your Bones series, Girl Clown Hatchet series, Supergirl series, her cult classic novel, Wanted Single Rails, and of course, her brand new release, Cold Hangs the Midnight. Choose your dark flavor and head on over to Amazon today. <laughs>